Hello, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. And welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a, part, a podcast that's part media club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. And we don't do second takes around here. We, we only do what you get. And that's it. Um, This week, <laughs> nice. we are yeah. talking about... Starfield, a game that's very big and massive and important to me. So we're going to kind of skip the intro because we have a feeling that this one's going to take a minute. So if you don't want to hear us talk about this game, you can skip to this time code right here. Time code, 34 minutes, 25 seconds. So Starfield. We are probably the last people to review Starfield because it's been out for a full calendar week and a little bit before that, too. So everyone's kind of gotten their first impressions. And anybody that even knows anything about video games has gotten Starfield reviews and content just kind of thrown at them. So I'm happy that we can kind of be, you know, the, the last stop. You know, we're the last people who you want to hear Starfield reviews from. Yeah, they're like, let me listen to some guys with who's been doing video game reviews for six weeks uh, and let's hear their opinions. So if you're desperate like that, then this is a freaking pod for you, dude. Uh, We got you, man. So Starfield. So we've been reviewing a lot of games recently that have been published by Bethesda. Um, This game was developed by Bethesda, Um, and this game has a lot of really big shoes to fill, I'm going to say. There was a lot going into this in terms of, like, atmosphere and video game culture that I think is is kind of important to know going into our discussion about this. Um, The first thing to note is this is the first game that Bethesda has put out in four or five years um the previous game before this was fallout 76 and that game was a technical disaster um critically panned everyone refers to it as the garbage fire of bethesda's legacy um and so this game had a big shoes to fill in that regard like it had to follow up a almost in every sense of the matter a, a, a failure Um, and also on top of that, this is the first game that Bethesda has made that is not Elder Scrolls or Fallout related in 25 years. Um, so a lot of people were excited because it's like, Hey, Bethesda is getting their feet wet again in a new IP. And, uh, and also we're hoping that this one's better than Fallout 76. So that's kind of the vibe that we're going into this game. Now, I am an Elder Scrolls child. I played Oblivion. I played Skyrim. I logged too many hundreds of hours into both of those games. Fallout, a little less so. But I'm the only one in my friend group that was hyped for this game as opposed to, like, Baldur's Gate or Armored Core or anything like that. Like, this was my game I've been waiting for all year. And I heard about it uh, a week before it came out. <laughs> so, but the um, thing is, is like, I, I'm not a big Bethesda guy. I tried Fallout. 
took 30 minutes. I'm like, this isn't for me. I've tried to start Skyrim three different times. Never got more than two hours in. This is like, it's got an edge to it. It's more modern. It's got guns. And it and granted, it's been a while since I played Fallout, so f- calm down. But like this feels cool, and it looks nice because I'm playing it as it came out, not years after. So if it was ever gonna work for me, this would be the one. And I just yeah, gotta be used to not being able to carry everything I pick up because freaking encumbered and whatnot. Oh my goodness, yeah. Um, what I don't want this review to be, and it's something that a lot of other reviewers have kind of been falling into, is that this game only exists as a comparison of Skyrim and Fallout. And I don't want to do that. I feel like that's um, kind of copping out in terms of like forming genuine opinions on it. Um, but off the rip, I do want to say, I am going to make a few game comparisons throughout this review, but I I don't want it to be the entire thing. Um, this game has been the biggest complaint. A lot of people has, have gotten from this game is the planets are too big for there to not be land transportation. And also the planets are like too boring and they don't feel like they're worth exploring um okay. is that that's the public take or is that your opinion the public take my okay. opinion is i don't care <laughs> because okay. i am not an explorer like i have never really been the kind of guy to like I like it when a game guides me and directs me into what I'm supposed to be doing. And I like being able to deviate from that when I want to, but like, that's not my purpose. It's not like I get a quest and actively disregard it. So that mm-hmm. way I can explore these caves and outposts and whatnot. I'm, I'm following the quests more than anything else. Yeah, dude. And that's, that's freaking fire. I, I'm doing the same thing. I did get distracted. Dude, when they introduced the scanner, your boy was scanning everything. <laughs> everything, and that's the thing, I wasn't. Um, yeah, I, I do agree that the planet system and like the resource system is like weird about it. I don't know if I should have given like an overview of what this game was at the beginning. Um, yeah, we should probably explain like what this game is. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Bethesda games, by and large, are um, just these incredibly massive um, RPGs. So the gist of this one, this, the story for this is that you are a miner on a planet, and while mining, you discover this pe- this piece of archaeology that uh, will inevitably be referred to as the artifact, um, and it has alien origins we don't know what it does you take it to the society um and they they're like hey we have another piece of the artifact and so they're like there's probably more pieces of the artifact we don't know what they do but they're somehow connected and so the the plot of the game is to find the other pieces of the artifact find out what they do and um, the whole point of the game is that there's always more to it than that. And you don't have to do that part of the game. The, the, the charm of Bethesda games and what, how I played this game is I got to a certain point in the main quest and I'm like, okay. And then I walked away and started a whole new quest line. 
I haven't been back to the original quest line in 20 hours. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it, dude. And so um, when yeah. I say that I have like quests guide me, that's what I mean. It's like I'm not afraid to choose different quests than what the game quote unquote wants me to do, but I usually stay within the parameters of the quest. Yeah, that's fair. I got tempted to mine a lot just because I didn't, I don't, since this is my first like legit Bethesda game I'm playing, I don't know what I'm supposed to do or not supposed to do. I don't know what's helpful or not. And yes, I could have Googled it, but I kind of just wanted to like goof around. So I was just like, I spent a lot of time mining on my first planet. I just walk <laughs> around. Uh, I might need some silver for later. I might need some iron for later. Just mining. No idea if this is important or not. Um, What? Oh, dude, we can spend this whole episode talking about character customization. Oh, it's really? Because I spent five minutes on it. I spent 30 <laughs> So I, as someone who has played a lot of games with character creators, um, this one was, I'm going to say mid, not bad, but I've, I was definitely expecting a lot more for me. Character customization comes down to hairstyle and face shape. And I feel like the hairstyles were okay, but none of them really like sold me. Um, and the face shape was a little hard to like define how I wanted it to. So like yeah. I have a character that I'm okay with and like when I go into third person I don't mind looking at them. Um but it is not a character that I would have loved. I have I can think of many other games that I preferred their character customization in. Oh, I really do my character had white locks, like braids that turned into locks in the back, and just like white hair in general. Super dark skin, like scars on his face, tattoos on his body. And then you get to go and like pick their history and like their background before this has all happened. And there's like 20 things to pick. Um, let's see. If I've picked up, oh, I'm trying to remember. Give me a second. Starfield traits. Okay. So did you choose your background in history? <laughs> Based on what it actually meant or based on the perks that you were given because of it? Uh, both. Mostly what it meant. And then I looked at it and I'm like, okay, does this make sense with what how I usually play games? Pistols are important to me because that's, that's just how I like stuff. Um, persuasion is nice because I want to be able to do whatever I want and have to worry about like, yeah, you know, talking about stuff. And then the other thing, um, I would have liked more ship stuff. I think, let me just tell you what I picked. I picked, so there's traits and then there's space scoundrel, bro. This is mainly useful thanks to its increased pistol damage, persuasion skills, and giving you a head start on combat and dialogue. It has like a ship thruster skill also. And dude, that's exactly what I wanted. I'm freaking walking around like I'm Han Solo, dude. Talking my way out of problems and shooting people in the face. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is also what I chose. Yeah, background space scoundrel. Yeah. Um, I chose the exact same thing. Yep. I'm looking at my background now, space scoundrel. Yeah. (laughs) That's what's up. Yeah, because you started you said you said pistols and persuasion, and I'm like, wait a minute. This sounds familiar. Yeah, dude. It's freaking sick. And then for my traits, I picked extrovert, raised, enlightened, and then I don't remember what the last one was. It might have been like kid stuff. Could have been Taskmaster. But definitely raised, enlightened, and extrovert. So talking about skills and stuff. 
this is always something that I forget and just like it's kind of a pet peeve of mine. It's not something I love about this system, but all of the good perks are locked under bad perks. <laughs> yep. So you um in order to unlock new tiers of perks, you have to put certain amount of points into the tier behind it, which is all fine and dandy until you're like I really want something on this second row, but I need two more points in the row above it, and there's nothing I want in the row above it. Um, also, so that's a I don't know frustrating. if you're gonna have to tell me if this is true or not. There's levels to each level, right? So you can yes. upgrade certain perks within the same row. Just be like, I'm gonna put more points into this one perk. So, for example, uh, the pistol certification um, right. with each point you put into that pistols do more damage per shot but in order to unlock that next rank you need to fulfill a certain requirement and so for pistol certification you have to like kill 50 enemies with pistols if you want to upgrade your medicine you have to heal 25 wounds with med packs um so each perk has challenges that you need to do before you can unlock the next level now, the reason why I bring this up is because I am currently level 21 and I am just now realizing, oh man, I wish I had put more points into upgrading and modding my suits and weapons because I am now at a point with my research to where I want to start putting more stuff on my armor, but now I have to wait like another two more levels because spacesuit upgrading is a is a second tier perk so i have to oh, unlock geez. that perk and I, so that's a that's why i don't like it i usually don't mind it because i'm pretty good at like planning ahead and understanding what perks i'm gonna want later on but mm -hmm. the, i i got really blindsided with like how much i was going to want this one perk in the mid game i think this is one of those games that like gets better the more playthroughs you have because you know what's good. Yes. And you're like, for me, it's helpful to hear you talk about it because you have so many more hours in the game. Now I know what's important, what's not important. Because in my yeah, head, uh, I have an idea, but I have, I have no, dude, I don't know how important lock picking is in this game. I got no <laughs> idea. I have no idea how big it, how like pickpocketing or looting, how important that's going to be. I don't know if I'm going to get in a lot of shit battles or is it just like a mode of transportation? Is it not important? I have no clue. All I know is I'm going to talk to a lot of people. I don't even know if persuasion is handy. I got no clue. Um, In my experience so far, yes. I have been putting as many points as I can into persuasion. Like I have ranked three of four in my persuasion um, okay. because I'm just like, it is so important to me. My biggest fear is not being able to do something in a game because I failed a persuasion check. Um, so I that's just always something I've preferred in RPGs. Um, I'm looking at my stat tree right now. I have put maybe two perks into the entire physical side of it, and it's all having to do with my carrying capacity because of all the RPGs that I've played with inventory and uh, weight management, this one is the strictest. I have never had this much trouble managing how much inventory weight I have. It's 
Dude, and this is my first game outside the two hours I put in other Bethesda games. I'm like, I'm used to Minecraft physics, bro. <laughs> I want to carry 84 blocks of gold. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea what's important, what's not important. I I err on the side of not important. I don't know. I don't want to collect a bunch of stuff for value, but I'm like, if it's a heavy, is this going to slow me down? Is there going to be something important that comes up later? I just have no idea what I'm doing. So the trick that I've learned is all of your resources, all of your silver and iron that you're mining, put mm-hmm. that in your ship because that is the most, it is the heaviest stuff because you'll collect eight iron and each iron weighs half a kilo or half a, I don't, I don't know how they're measuring it, but you know, sure. it weighs 0.5 and you have eight. That's already, you know, four pounds. And when you only have 150, that adds up. So if you have, you know, 20 pieces of iron, that's, you know, almost 10% of your carrying capacity. So I put all of my resources in my ship. And when you do research projects and whatnot, it pulls from your ship inventory as well as your personal inventory. So I just dumped everything in my ship. And when I bought a new ship, I prioritized cargo hold over everything else. I upgraded from a ship that had about 450 cargo yeah. to mm-hmm. 2200 cargo because i'm Jeez. like I, I do not my ship got full and i'm like i'm never doing that again i'm never doing that again yeah dude it's just like i, I don't know I, I think i just gotta get time in the game and i'm excited to just like spend a couple hours every day and just kind of do what i want because i'm big on adventures i'm big on designing <clears throat> my ship how I want. i've seen like videos online people already made like the magic school bus their favorite yep. Star Wars ship. They're already making stuff they like. I'm like, dude, I want to mess around with that. I want to get really good guns. I like I like kind of open world grinding games. I want to meet people. I want to I think this game has like relationships that you can do too. I'm like, freaking dude, let me get a team together. That would be dope. <laughs> so, what I like about this game is all of the story arcs feel fleshed out. Um, so I've only done two right now. Um, I did, and, and they're and they're for the same faction too. So <laughs> uh, what I've been telling people is I learned through this game that I'm incredibly susceptible to propaganda. So nice. I w- there's this faction called the UC Vanguard, and they're basically like the generic space military. And mm-hmm. I went up to them and I was like. Hey, what's your guys' deal? And they're like, if you guys join, if you join the Vanguard, then you can become a United Colonies citizen. And I'm like, okay, um, why would I want to become a citizen? Like, what perks do I get from that? And he's like, oh, kind of the big thing is you can purchase property in New Atlantis. And I'm like, sold. You got me. I'm, I'm, I, all I needed was the promise of property ownership. And, be like, if I can't have it in real life, I'm going to have it in this game. And what makes it more wild is I had just done a part in the main quest where they gave me a place to stay. Like a bed, a bunch of cabinets, like a bunch of storage. Like I had a place. I literally left the lodge for the main story, walked over to UC Vanguard, and he was like, hey, do you want a house? And I'm like, absolutely I do. Who do I have to kill? This Um, is crazy because, again, I have no idea if it's important to have a house or not. 
So the reason why it's important to have a house, it's less important in this game than other games because the reason why you want a house is because you want a place where you can dump all the heavy inventory that you don't want to sell. All the weapons that you feel like you're going to double back to, that's what you would use your house for is to store all that stuff. Okay. Um, with your ship and your ship having so much um, inventory space, that becomes a little less relevant. Um, but I just like having a house because that's kind of always been a Bethesda thing. It's just like, here's a house in the main city. And that's kind of how, you know, you're progressing in the game. Okay. Um, and so I did one quest arc for that. It was like a six to eight hour quest arc. I was taking my time though. So Mm -hmm. the thing about games like these is you'll complete one quest, but along the way, pick up two or three more along the way. Love it. Um, and so it's up to you to kind of decide how you want to balance that. Like in the middle of me trying to find a way to stop giant mutated monsters from taking over the galaxy, um, I was helping somebody get some uh, vibrational readings on a big tree. Like, oh, why not? I'm in the area. I might as well Pretty help much, out. yeah. Um, and I spent like two or three hours on the starting planet alone on that new Atlantis planet um, or the new Atlantis city, because there's just so many quests that you can do without having to like leave on your ship. Um, As far as ships go, it's a little underwhelming, but not in a way I don't appreciate. So this game is not like you are not using your ship to fly from planet to planet in real time. It's all fast travel. And the longer you play this game, the more you'll appreciate that because you are jumping planets. Sometimes you're jumping to three different planets on the same quest. And I'm like, if I had to fly to every one of these, I would get sick so instantly. Right. And sure, it would be nice to have like the option to do it, but I'm not heartbroken over it. Okay. I like I like that then. Because I'm that was a bit of a bummer because I was always excited to just drive the ship and I'm like, oh, this is not like driving a car or a motorcycle. This is totally different. So like I feel like I don't need it anymore. Yeah. And You can just, and like, you could fly to other planets if you wanted to. It just takes hours and hours and hours and hours. It's not a practical way to do it. Um, So I'm cool with ships being mostly for combat. Um, I'm also doing this quest right now. It's still for the UC Vanguard, where I'm going deep undercover for a pirate group. Um, and I'm oh, trying geez. to take down a big pirate group from the inside. And mm-hmm. what I like about this quest is I got on the ship and they started introducing me to everyone. And I'm kind of like, I don't know if I want to turn you guys in. You guys are kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, man. I haven't gotten to the part where I'm doing fashions yet. So I, I know you can. I mean, I don't know anything. But I'm guessing you can probably change later if you change your mind. Yeah, you can do pretty much all the factions in one playthrough. At the same time or not so much? Um, It would it would not behoove you to do them all at the same time because some of them are on like higher level planets. So okay. you wouldn't want to like go stumbling in too early. Okay, I get it. Um, but like in th- like doing one faction doesn't necessarily usually cancel out the other. Um, mm-hmm. And so like the way I'm doing this undercover pirate is I am going through these missions as if I was doing 
just the pirate faction. Um, Dope. I like that. And so I'm just getting some UC Vanguard sprinkled in there along the way. Um, have you had much opportunity to do any combat? Uh, a little bit. It's pretty intuitive. It is. The worst part and this was also my main problem with Fallout, and I'm a little bummed that it went this way. Ammo management is awful because every gun, every gun takes a different ammo type, and there's no guarantee you're going to find it. And all the good guns have incredibly rare ammo types, and that's my biggest frustration. And also, like... So the the way damage is dealt is a little too nitty gritty. Like there's physical damage and energy damage, um, and once it starts getting broken down like that, I'm like, oh, so I'm just gonna choose the gun with the highest number and go for that. Yeah, dude. I, when I pulled up stats and there was like six numbers, I'm like, <laughs> and oh we're just gonna gosh. go the gun that sounds cool and feels nice. And that's a problem that I'm having with the spacesuits, too, because your spacesuits is your main form of armor. Mm -hmm. And so you have physical protection, energy protection, but then you also have, like, radiant protection, thermal protection, atmospheric protection, and all of these stats are not tied to another. So you can have one spacesuit that has strong physical and radioactive protection, but weak energy and thermal protection and then you have to decide which one is better for you um and so that's a little annoying but i found some i found a spacesuit on a quest that i'm like oh this is sick i've never taken it off (laughs) yeah i just need one that looks cool and i'll uh i'll upgrade it as much as i can like i don't care that much um which makes me a casual. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't care. As far as bugs go. So Bethesda games are notorious for being incredibly buggy. Um, and in my playthrough so far, I've really only encountered two bugs, only one of which are annoying. Um, <clears throat> I had like one time where like I had to restart my game or like go somewhere else because like a quest wasn't loading properly but once i did that okay. it fixed itself it was fine um the Sweet. the bug that i'm having a big problem with is <laughs> so if you don't have um enough thermal protection you'll get a warning that says hey severe weather seek shelter you will take damage um i went to a planet i got that message and ever since i have left that planet and gone to uh, Mars, a planet that, you know, is warmer and not going to give me frostbite. Um, I'm still getting that message. Um, oh, geez, so that's a little annoying. And I think it's affecting my health, but very, very little. So, so itty bitty, inconsequentially little. Um, but the thing about Bethesda games is more often than not, um, there is a workaround for the bug. You just kind of need to know how to speak the game's language and... Um, <laughs> Things I do not know how to do. Yeah. Um, and it's just like little things you learn that like um, I was trying to go on this ship and it wouldn't let me dock. Normally when you go to a ship, you can hail it. You can hail it or you can dock on the ship. The hailing option was available, but not the dock. And I'm like, well, the quest says I need to dock here. So something's wrong. Um, 
And uh, but because I've played games like this a lot, I knew I just fast traveled to a different location. I fast traveled back and then it let me dock on the ship. And I'm like, OK, I just needed to give you a second. I needed to give you a second chance. Oh, jeez, um, dude! Now I'm getting nervous. It's honestly not that bad. I'm you are intuitive enough to where, you know, hey, this is wrong. I'm going to move on to something else and come back and see if it's fixed. That is how you solve 95% of Bethesda bugs is just come back later. Um, Yeah, I had a feeling, but I'm like, if it gets any more difficult than that, we're going to be in trouble. So let's talk about the economy of this game. Have you had much time to play around with like credits and merchants and stuff? I have not. And I'm excited to learn because it makes me nervous because I've thought about just like I've looted a bunch of stuff because the value's high. And I'm like, do I sell it now? Is this the best thing to do? Probably not. Everything in this game is expensive. The economy is <laughs> bloated. Um, so you're going to be, you are going to get into the tens of thousands, twenties of thousands, thirties of thousands of credits almost instantly because ships cost anywhere between 60,000 credits and like 250,000 credits. So like, oh my gosh. And just everything in this game, it just like add an extra zero or two extra zeros to what you think this thing would normally cost. And that's kind of how it works. So like I'm going around and I'm picking up all these things that have a value of like 200 credits, 500 credits. And then you go to a shop and they buy it from you for like 100 or 200 credits. And then you see your personal credit bank go up insignificantly and i'm like okay so this was kind of a waste of time i've been getting that's how i feel i'm like do i just not even worry about it yeah i've been getting most of my credits through quests every now and then i'll pick up some spacesuits that i'm gonna sell because spacesuits you can usually sell for like 1500 um okay but yeah like med packs are like 400 credits and it's just like you really gotta hold on to as much as you can just because stuff's expensive in this game um but you're usually given enough credits to like match it it's not like you're 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 poor or anything okay and then what's like the best way to make money would you say just like missions and stuff yeah that's stories that's what i've been doing is is just quests um all of the factions have quest boards, mission boards, where you can just do like generic, automatically generated, um, infinite, like grunt work stuff for these factions. So like you can do, there's a bounty board so you can take down people that have bounties on them. Uh, when you join the pirate crew, there's a pirate board so you can do like some buccaneering. Um, the Vanguard has a mission board. So like, there's all these places that you can do like little five to ten minute quests to get you an extra two thousand, three thousand gold or credits. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've put twenty five hours into this game. I feel like I have barely scratched the surface. People are saying that the game gets even better on a new game plus run. So who knows when I'm gonna get around to that? Um, but overall, this game is. Almost everything I wanted it to be. Um, I would change a few things about the inventory management. Not being able to hold as much stuff is really annoying. Um, the skill tree is a little annoying, but like I've, I'm getting around it. But by and large, almost every quest that I've done has 
engaged me in a way that I really like. And I want to see almost every arc through to the end. So I'm very happy with how this game has turned out. Um, I think there's just enough space exploration to where, like, the, uh, it's not extra work. It's um, I can do as much or as little as possible. So the thing that I'm going to kind of walk away from this game and end this conversation with is almost every problem that I have in this game, I have, there is so much in this game that I can just ignore it. Oh, I don't like the resources and the planet exploration. I don't have to do it. I can fast travel anywhere. I don't like, you know, the ship combat. Oh, I don't have to do space combat for the pirates. You know, I can jump drive out of a bad situation. So almost every bad part of this game, you don't have to interact with and that's what makes mm -hmm. this game good sweet dude i mean i learned more about this game because like i said three and a half hours is not enough 25 hours is not enough you need to like invest time in this game to get what you need out of it um, yeah that being said it has the fruits of a game i can really get behind but i can't give it a 10 out of 10 without playing that part for yeah absolutely understandable <laughs> So I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. Okay, I'm giving it an 8 and a half. Okay, sweet. Yeah, like I said, this game's not perfect, um, but I would play this game over any Fallout game, just as it stands right now. Um, oh, wow. So I'm not quite so willing to put that tag over Elder Scrolls yet, but like I can definitely say this over Fallout any day of the week. Okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, Elder Scrolls was not my thing. Also, I lean away from fantasies, like Baldur, whatever it is. Baldur's Gate? Yeah, it's just like, that is not for me. I don't need to play it to know this is not for me. People are saying, it's incredible. It's better than this game. It was a surprise release, and this was a planned release, and somehow that one's still better. I don't care. It's not for me. Don't know what to tell you. Um. Yeah, so like, I also lean much more sci-fi. So this was, yeah, so I, I've, I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, if I have to choose between freaking guns or magic, it's going to be guns every time, dude. What are we talking about? Alex, I'm going to be so real with you. I forgot we had a second half to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, I had a feeling cool. it was going to go that way. So uh, I'm glad. I mean, it's a good chunk. People learned yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, Moving on to our improv segment. Craig, we're doing Switch Glitz again. Freaking love this. And I will do it every time, given the opportunity. But we need to, you know, throw some stuff in between. Switch Glitch is when we switch characters about every... I think we're making it a little bit longer. We're about every 45 seconds now. Okay, sounds good. Um, That's the whole concept. Like, that, <laughs> yes. That's it. The yeah. scene, we do a scene with two characters. Every 45 seconds, we switch characters. Okay, Um, I have a scene for you. Um, okay. And I'm, I think this one would actually be... would be very good to do with this. So... Um, one character is going to be, uh, a king and he's having his like open court day and he's hearing requests from all the various citizens of the kingdom and trying to like decide if he wants to grant or not their request. Love it. Can do man. Huh. And this is the fun part where Alex and I are looking at a clock now and we have to wait for it to get to a convenient time for us to do every 45 seconds. Also, 45 seconds is not always easy clock math. So I can't wait <laughs> for us to see if this is going to go how it want to. Hey, you have uh, eight about, seconds. You know, 
Hold on. Do you want to be the king first or do you want me to be the king first? Choose fast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I've allowed myself to hear you out, see your concerns, address them if need be. And uh, I look forward to this every year. However, I am a little concerned. Uh, my staff has told me it's pretty serious this year, but you know, I'm a benevolent king. Let's see what you have to say for yourself. Um, yeah, I was just kind of worried about how the fact that I'm not going to be able to pay for my farm if we get a bunch of, like, you know, uh, inflation prices on, like, rice and seed and grain. So I was just curious if there was something you could do to combat that. Ah, yes. Um, well, as you see, um, there is nothing that I can do about the economy. The economy is kind of, um... Outside of my control, so um, I am unfortunately having to say to you, um, uh, deal with it yourself. Uh, next. I, I also have concerns. My wife uh, has a history of a bad childbirth, and it seems like con- conditions of your kingdom, sir, are, are horrible. Everyone's getting sick, and I'm really concerned for her health. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, the conditions for that kind of... Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to reiterate. It, this is a group project. I can only do so much work around here. And yes, you're going to say he's the king. He doesn't actually do anything. You're responsible for your own houses and yards. And do you guys own any property? Probably not. No, you don't let us. I'm just a little worried. Every little bad thing is going to be my fault. I mean, clean up after yourselves. Maybe there'll be less sickness. Have you thought of that? Is your wife even clean? Has she bathed recently? No, because we can't afford the water. All right, I'm done talking to this one. I'm sick of hearing about illnesses. Bring me a fun one. Bring me a fun one. Uh, sir, um, I was at a party last night. Yes. And I was, I was robbed. Oh. By your knights. Oh, are we sure that they were my knights? Are there any other knights in the kingdom? I thought it was just your knights. Aren't all the knights your knights? Oh, I believe that there's, you know, some freelance knights out there. Some that, you know, kind of take the will of God into their own hands to defend the country. This is my problem with all of you guys. It's always my fault. Just because they're knights in my kingdom, suddenly they're my knights. Just because I knight people doesn't mean... You know, I'm running background checks on these people. It's hard to keep track. There's a lot of people. Um, do you think that maybe it might be more effective to have fewer better trained knights than a plethora of poorly trained knights that antagonize the kingdom? I feel like you're only making the crime problem worse because you're crime solving. Do you know how much training costs? Do you want more taxes or not? It's, It's a horrible thing. They get, they, rudimentary training. So, so. You already take 77%. 77%. That can't possibly be true. That is an incredibly annoying amount of math that one would have to do in order to get 77% of your income. I would have done something smarter, like 75 or or 80 or something. Not somewhere in the middle. That's disgusting. So I actually got married for the tax savings, and then you changed the law, so I got more expensive oh and now i'm married to this woman i don't even love well for the tax savings i don't even they not even there hey let me tell you if there's one thing that i've done well in my kingdom 
It's make sure that there are robust divorce laws that you can follow through. Besides, that, re- that requires me to kill her. And I, and I still have a family. Well, well, you can't have it both ways. You either want her in your life or you don't. What's up with this wishy-washy? This is why you'll never have anything in your life. You know, have you ever thought of the reason I have 77% of what you have? It's because you can't handle it yourself. Maybe just too incompetent. That's why I take so much so I can take care of you. I thought you were just born into the family that was already rich. Who told you that? Does everybody out here think that? Yeah, You think I just inherited this money? Yeah, your birth was kind of a big deal. Your mother kind of brought everyone in the kingdom to witness it. But first of all, I was chosen by God. But but, uh, um, there have been concerns. Um, because you killed all of your siblings, you were really the only heir, and, uh, we're just wondering if that's really the best choice and we can trust your judgment. It's just a li- it's a little hostile when you think about it. Oh, uh, so, so you don't want to kill your ex- I went Scottish there for a second. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Oh, so you don't want to kill your ex-spouses. You don't want to kill your siblings. I don't understand why you're not af- why you guys are so afraid of just killing someone every now and then. Sometimes you got to take what's yours. And on top of that, um <laughs> let's get a couple of other things. You know what? We're not talking about money anymore. Any other concerns, questions, comments? I have cholera. All right, we already talked about sickness, something else. No money, no sicknesses, nothing about my knights either, or anybody else's knights. Um, can I be granted a, a, a travel visa so I can visit, um, uh, Poland? Finally, um, something I can do. Sure, why not? Give it to him. Uh, uh, uh is this really going to happen? Because I feel like I bring this up every year and you always say you're going to give it to me. Because it's an easy thing to do. Uh, and then I get harassed for following up. I went to my appointments and they say, like, did you get it in writing? And I thought, you know, we're all here. So. Okay. Okay. Wait, can I get that in writing, Sarah? Yes. I will have one of my knights write it up, give it to you. And if I'm being honest, I'm happy about this. Because I'm going to be honest. All you guys that come to my open courts really annoying me. Really annoying me. So if I can just ship some of you guys out, I feel like that would make my job a lot easier. Also, while I'm on this, from now on, stop being so greedy. Every no, when next time we do this meeting next year, nothing about sickness, nothing about harassment, and nothing about money. You're so greedy. Taxes this doesn't allow us safe living conditions. That we need a new government. You didn't earn it. That's ridiculous. Give King. me something. We need actionable things. Hey, Visas. King, King, you you want some action? I'll give you some action, Cox gun. Dude, that was a fire scene. Hey, um, what nationality was that, King? I'm going to say, because <laughs> this I, is the middle. Here's the thing. Accents are tricky because language evolves. So it's nothing because... It's uh, it's uh it's ye old times, bro. Yeah, like we moved. We moved from old English to I think a weird French hybrid. I think some Italian got sprinkled in there. I went hard Scottish for about five seconds. Dude, like- I was scared when you did Scottish. I'm like, <laughs> I can't do that. So we're gonna introduce a character with a Scottish accent. 
and it's going to switch to me. It's <laughs> not going to sound like that. And you're going to have no idea who I am. But uh, the switch, that's the switch glitch. Dude, that's freaking fire. And we're getting really good at this. I love our improv now. All right. We're going to move on to our middle segment. We're doing some PG book club stuff. Um, Sweet. What, what I have done is I've pulled up a list of high school English reading lists. And um, we're just going to go through a few of them, hit some highlights, um, and and just kind of get the vibes from it. All right? First, okay, would you yeah. say that this is maybe the most universal, quintessential high school reading book, and it is To Kill a Mockingbird? I, I was hoping you were going to say that. Yes, it 100% is. The fact that you said quintessential high school reading, I knew what you were talking about. It's got to be To Kill a Mockingbird. Did I ever tell you about how... My freshman year of high school, I read the book but didn't do the assignment for this book. Well, the crazy thing is it's over the summer. Yes. Um, so you have to come with it already done. So <laughs> so apparently I knew that we had to read the books and we were going to do journal entries about the book. I did not know I was supposed to be doing the journal entries as I was reading the book. So I get oh, to the... Oh, f- no so, way I did that. So I get to the very first day of class. And um, we all sit down and she's like, okay, br- pull out your journal entries. And I looked to the person next to me and I said, what journal entries? And <laughs> so because it's the first day of school, we're all sat alphabetically. And my last name is Wells. So she started on the other end of the room. And so I, with the quickest haste possible, write a phony journal entry. And when she comes around, I say, hey, um, I brought the book camping with me. True. I just forgot to bring my journal with me. Not true. <laughs> and so. I mean, also true. <laughs> so. Forgot is a weird word for didn't know I was supposed to. <laughs> so I had fully read the book. I just forgot to do the assignment part, which I feel like is the opposite of what most English teachers go through. So yeah. I, so she let me turn it in the next day, and I like wrote a bunch of fake journal entries. Not fake journal entries. I read the book. I had the information. I just needed to do it. Um, as far as the content of this book, I think I need to give this one another pass because I remember almost nothing about it. There's a whole plot I, point with Boo Radley that went way yeah. over my head as a kid. I'm going to keep it because my my parents are freaking obsessed with this book, dude. My dad has been in the show twice. Oh, wow. So when he found out we were doing it, he was just like, okay, I mean, like, this is really important. You should read it. Hey, how far are you? What's going on? I'm like, dad. Why are you so interested in this? And he told me he was in the show. So I'm going to keep it. Also, the movie's fire. Yeah. Um, Um, Fun fact. So I'm going to give it a a passing score. um, Fun fact. Gregory Peck, the man who plays um, the guy. Atticus. Atticus, yeah. His grandson, um, Ethan Peck, plays Spock on the new Star Trek shows. Do you know how scared I was that you were going to say Josh Peck, a.k.a. (laughs) Drink Josh Oh, goodness. I'm no. like, no oh, way, no, no, no. Josh Peck. Um, up next, we have The Great Gatsby. So, 
This I read this the same summer I read To Kill a Mockingbird. Great Gatsby needs to be like a junior or senior year book because I was 14 reading The Great Gatsby and I'm like, none of this makes sense. Who's Jay? What's the East Egg? Nothing makes sense. Yeah, dude. That being said, I spark notes the book. Didn't read it. The movie's incredible. I want to watch it. Maybe that's something we it's put on our list. Incredible. I remember I watched it in high school and it was on my top 10. It's yeah. so great. Um, um, highly recommend. Lord of the Flies was one of those books that I read the first half of and then got bored and just had my classmates kind of fill me in. Um, it's one of those things that's like a really fun premise, but because the book was written 4,000 years ago, it's impossible to get engaged from it. Yep. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. Um, 1984 again i feel like this is one of those things we keep um yeah it that's another dude here's the thing i read like three books in high school okay so i 1984 is like the government's watching and then a bunch of stuff becomes illegal no or is this the everything's legal it's one or the other nothing's legal or everything's i don't know i couldn't possibly tell you well it sounds important, and a lot of people say stuff is Orwellian based off that book, so I think we should keep it just for the zeitgeist. Um, I'm not going to read it, but we should keep it. <laughs> uh, I have two more that I want to talk about. Of Mice and Men okay. was Didn't one of those books. Don't know what it's about. I, okay, so I also don't remember what it's about because this was one of the books I read freshman year. Um, that book got spoiled for me in, in a way that, like, genuinely made me upset where like I was reading Mm -hmm. the book and I was engaged in the book and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of interested. And then I get like halfway through and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break. And then I open up Twitter and I saw that one of my classmates was like, I can't believe he shot Georgie. I'm like, okay, well, bummer, I guess I was excited to get to that part. Um, And so I didn't finish the book because it got spoiled for me. I wish I had said that when I was in class. I wish I'd been like, hey, I would have finished it, but Savannah spoiled it for me and I got really disinterested. Yeah, dude, I get that. Um, Oh, okay. What was it? Besides Mice and Men, I mean, didn't read it, don't know what it's about. I think, isn't it about like kids? Um, No. It's about, they're like. Government or something. Nope. That's Lord of the Flies, man. Lord of the Flies. <laughs> of Mice and Men. Both involve a, a rodent slash bug. No, it's so it's um it's about these two I think they're young adults. <laughs> Lord of the Flies and of Mice and Men. Dude, those are the same thing to me. That's crazy. Um no, oh of Mice and Men is about these like two young adults. Um and one of them <laughs> yeah. is um uh mentally handicapped. And so it's like, how do we? It's about this guy that's taking care of his mentally handicapped brother. It's like a what? It's like a what happened to Gilbert Grape, but in like, uh, um, just like in like the eighteen hundreds or seventeen hundreds or whatever. Um, sure. And the the climax of the book is the old, the brother decides to put his brother down because he wasn't living a good enough life. Holy um, crap, dude. Yeah, crazy, wild, right? <laughs> nuts. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I have to read this book. Um, and then the last book, there's no way we talk about high school books without talking about Catcher in the Rye. Um, yep. Like, so I was, this book was during my sophomore year. Oh, I'm well aware. 
And so my teacher for this class, you and I have different opinions on this teacher and that's okay. He's, he was super cringe. It was just like, like kind of how I look back on it. Like he tried really hard to make everything cool and important. And you, yeah, dude, that's crazy that you, th- okay. I got and, you. The thing and, is, is he's completely different the second time around. Sure. And Catcher in the Rye is about a dude who is super cringe. So, yes. like, those two elements really went hand in hand with each other. And, like, the scene that sticks in my head that I think stuck in everybody's head is when he hires that prostitute and just hangs out with yep. her for the night. Yep. And there was uh, another. Again, never yeah. read the book. I only remember Mr. Rat explaining to me, explaining it to me. To you personally? And he, just like to the class. He's okay. like, so what was guys' favorite part? I'm like, oh, you know, same part everybody else was liked. And then <laughs> he brought that part up and I'm like, wait, that happened? <laughs> what? <laughs> I skipped this book and that happened? That's crazy. And there's also a scene. So like the whole point of it is that he's sent to private school or like a dormitory school. And he's like, yeah. everybody sucks here. Like, everybody's just part of society, and it's uh, – I'm different than everyone else. And so, like, one of the first things – I don't know if it's one of the first – no, it's after the prostitute scene. He's like, what have I become? What have I done? And he, like, goes to his little sister's room. Like, he sneaks back into his house to, like, try to spend time with his sister. And I'm like, this is weird. What you what you're doing right now, I don't know if I love the vibe of this. Yeah, it made um, me uncomfortable. But yes, an adult explaining to me. (laughs) Um, There are definitely some other stuff that I kind of want to go back. Like I would be interested to revisit the Odyssey as an adult. um, Just because I feel like also a book that was great. And one of the few I read, it was actually eighth grade flowers for Algernon. Oh yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Incredible dude. Um, So yeah, that was uh, the PG book club of high school books. Um, I need to find my phone because that's where the one hit is. All right, our one hit wonder is called Dine and Dash. What I have pulled mm-hmm. up is a list of fast food, stunt food, promotional items. Um, so every now and then, a store, a fast food chain, will do something weird and zany with their menu to um, try to entice new customers. And we are going to decide if they are good or not. Um, the first one we have is a Duncan cookie butter cold brew coffee um what's cookie butter duncan cookie butter cold. is that not cookie dough do they mean to say cookie dough it gives me peanut butter vibes but cookie butter you so understand that what you're it's... saying is nonsense right <laughs> it's like cookie dough but buttery okay okay <laughs> i think it's just like if you take out all the chunks take out the chocolate chip you just make it to a butter consistency like they do with peanuts turning to peanut butter. It's okay. like that. Gotcha, that gotcha, being gotcha. said, that sounds way too experimental, and I want nothing <laughs> to do with it. All right. Up next, we have um, a brand called Wings Over, which I've never heard of. And they have a chicken tender sandwich where I'm looking at it, and it looks like the end of a loaf of bread. They cut open, jammed a chicken tender in there like it does not belong, and then... Covered it in ranch or blue cheese, which looks so. The your bread... description is disgusting. Yeah, and it's so the, disgusting. The bread is kind of like the bread from Dairy Queen, but they shoved a chicken tender into it. Which, like, at the end of the day, that is a chicken sandwich. That's okay, but like, it looks like it doesn't belong. 
That I'm okay with that part. I don't like involuntary sauces. Yes, me too. I like choosing yeah. my sauce. So, I would rather be naked sauce. Let me choose it, and then that way I can do like portions and whatever. I don't sauce like, should always come on the side so I can do it myself. Yeah. Yes, and for that reason, I'm out. Um, up next, we have the KFC Donut Zinger Burger, which is um the no, zing. No, no, no. I am, dude. I'm anti donut sandwiches. Yeah, and that's what this is. This is their zinger chicken in between two of the thickest glazed donuts I've ever seen. Gross, dude. If you're going to do a breakfast food sandwich, bagels, English muffins. But like, donut, dude, donuts are perfect by themselves. Oh, yeah. They don't need anything else. I also have the opinion, and this is a hot take. This is a hot take. Pancakes are perfect by themselves. We don't need chocolate chips. We don't need blueberries. We don't need any of this other crap. I need pancakes with just a little bit of butter on top and then syrup. That's it. Now, if you add other things, it doesn't make it bad. It's just not as good. And I could throw in an analogy, but you guys get it. It's you're diluting greatness to something less than great, but still pretty good. And that's how I feel about freaking donuts, dude. Donuts are fine. You can do, there's so many different kinds of donuts that we don't need to make it another thing. It's doing, it's, it's doing its own thing perfectly. And if it sound if I, if I sound heated, it's because I get donuts every single week, bro. I have a philosophy now. Up next, next we have the Del Taco <laughs> stuffed quesadilla tacos, where it's a quesadilla with a taco inside. And gang, nope. is that not just a taco? I. <laughs> Here's the thing. This is like, what's that Papa John's pizza? Pizza? Oh, deal? yeah, like a pizza. It's like kind of a panini, kind of a uh, the calzone. Calzone, yeah. Um, I That's how not... I feel about this. Yeah, sure. It's just like it was already a. Th- it's already a thing. You're putting a bit of a hat on a hat right now. That's the yeah. first time I've ever used that in my entire life, and I learned it from you. <laughs> and I, I, I just like why are we why are we doing this? And that hat on a hat analogy comes grateful for this next one, which is Jack in the Box burger dippers. First of all, wrong. Don't call it that. Um, <laughs> burger and, dippers. And they that are quote like you're not supposed to say. Yup. And they are quote <laughs> a burger you can eat like a fry. Hey, isn't the kind of the whole point of a burger the burger experience? Once you turn it into a fry, what's the point? Yeah, this is against diluting greatness. Burger is so good by itself. Fries are so good by itself. What are we doing? Okay, there's two more that we objectively have to talk about. Um, The Pizza Hut stuffed Cheez-It pizza. Disgusting. Like. Disgusting, dude. The whole point, the reason why Cheez-Its are so good is because I have a Big hand and a big mouth. And I put as many Cheez-Its in my hand as possible (laughs) and put as many Cheez-Its into my mouth as possible. And I get as much cheese and salt as possible. The last thing that I want to do is take a bite of a Cheez-It and then have to go back into the Cheez-It. A Cheez-It should be a one-bite thing. End of story. Do you know how badly I want to clip? I have a big hand. And a big mouth. I mean, hey, it's going to be there forever. Um, I just like it from apparently when it came out, it was like genuinely good and people really liked it. But like, it's one of those things that I just can't get my brain to accept. It's just like, I don't, they have a bunch of stuff like this. Remember when um, 
Burger King did those like Cheeto fries. Yes. Yeah. It's just like. I just want to say real quick, the inspiration for this bit was I wanted to go over all the various Cheeto products that are disgusting and gross, but I didn't have enough time to accumulate that list. Um, So you bringing this up is uh, full circle. Serendipitous. It's just like, I just don't need it, bro. I don't need it. People are happy. Also, I would rather, I would straight up, this revolutionary idea, this is how people think about movies. I would rather you create something new than freaking throw some stuff we've already seen in a blender and present us as like 2.0. Don't combine stuff we've already had. Just like freaking give me something new. Um, Do you want something new? How about Sonic's pickle juice slushy? That's poison. And I love pickle juice. I, um, I love pickles and I love pickle juice. This makes so much in more sense. Small doses. I've in I'm learning a lot from this interaction right now. Um, but yeah, so like that's they're, they're so close to something good, and then they go nuts, dude. Here's let me tell you. Let me tell you, great thing, great inventions, the invention of stuffed crust pizza. So good, and Pizza Hut deserves all the credit for that. Great. Um, KFC's double down. That's amazing. Give me two chicken, super crispy. And let's put cheese in between, like a chicken sandwich, no bread. Amazing, dude. Um, I'm also going to talk about uh, McDonald's breakfast, the creation of the Egg McMuffin. Change the game, bro. Change the game. And here's the thing. I'm also big. We talked about secret menu last week or the week before. I'm big on people just like, I'm going to order this, order this, and I'll combine them on my own time. No reason to sell them together. People know if you're going to get fries and you got to get a Frosty, you're going to dip your fries in your Frosty. If I go to Wendy's and they have a fry-flavored Frosty, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> hey, man, we're already doing it. We're already doing it. And for the record, I'm not for it, but I support people who do it. But I'm uh, like, let me do it on my own time. Let's not get – don't do the work for us. You're just going to mess it up. So that was Dine and Dash. There was so many more on that list we could have done. Mac and Cheetos was on that list. Uh, the uh, biggest perpetrator. I knew, I knew it. The biggest perpetrator was Burger King. They had an all black burger. They had. Oh, remember the Halloween burger? Yeah. Um, that turned your poop green. And they had a burger called the Angriest Burger, which I think was just like a super spicy burger. Like Burger King, <laughs> they're Burger King's crazy. <laughs> they are the fun uncle that your parents advise you to stay away from. They're like, hey, just so you know, um, we're going to leave you up there a short time. We will pick you up. But he's got a he's got a storied past. He's going through a divorce right now. He might just be having cookies, ice cream, and, ch- and chips at his house. It's okay. And or then you're thinking, man, that's a pretty good you. idea. And then you do it for two days straight, and you're like, I think, I think I'm dying. Do I have diabetes <laughs> already? That's how I feel. It's like she's like, don't worry. We don't have a lot of food in the fridge, but here's some cigarettes. It'll, it'll curb your appetite. <laughs> You won't be hungry. Here you go. Smoke some of this. That's Burger King, bro. Uh, so yeah, that's um, oh uh, yeah, that's Dine and Dash, man. I love companies that really get out there. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Um, next week we are playing our horror game, our obligated horror game of this stint. Um, we are playing the first Amnesia game, Amnesia: The Dark Descent. This game was really popular in like 2012 Let's Play eras. You can find all your favorites, your Markiplier's, your PewDiePie's, your Rooster Teeth's. Like all Probably of Jacksepticeye was in here yeah, too. Yeah, all of those guys have Amnesia Dark Descent. Like I think Amnesia was like the game that made PewDiePie popular. 
like really really popular um so this game has like a storied history um i'm excited see this is a thing about you and i is that we are very aware of the turns of phrases that we use and how often we use them and now i'm acutely aware that i said storied history after you just said storied past um yep. <laughs> And that's what we'll be doing next week. Until then, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.